Forgotten Flicks remembers Body Parts, 1991. You put a killer's arm onto my body and you didn't tell me. I now have a murderer's blood in my blood. I can't believe a man with your psychiatric background can be saying what you're saying. That arm can't do anything you don't want it to. Hello and welcome to the Forgotten Flicks podcast. I am your host, Joel, and I am joined by the always, I, I'm trying to find a good word, the always, uh, what's, what's that? Sizzling. Sizzling? Yeah. Today. <laughs> oh, sizzling, yes. The always sizzling, the always encouraging, the always wonderful, the great Peter. Oh. Yeah. I even, yeah, I'm not oh, even Thank you. I know you love me. Yes. So if you are new to the Forgotten Flicks podcast, Forgotten Flicks Remembers, whatever we're calling it this week, welcome. <laughs> and welcome to all, all the longtime listeners as well. This is the podcast where we are remembering the movies you grew up with. And today we are going to be talking body parts from 1991. Now, I will say, again, if you're new, spoilers ahoy. Okay. Let me just get this out of the way now. Excuse me. Excuse me. Spoiler alert, please. Thank you. And it's out (laughs) of the way. Spoilers are coming. We go really deep, balls deep with these movies. So we will be spoiling the mess out of this. And especially with, I know I pretty much say this every time, but especially with this one, (laughs) go watch it before you listen if you haven't seen it. Now, if you're not a big core fan... If uh, you have an issue with gore, then maybe you won't want to and you just want to hear about it anyway. Whatever, that's fine. But this one is a a fun watch, especially if you've never seen it before. Or if it's been so long, like it had been for me, that it was literally at some points like watching it for the first time. Hmm. Peter. Yes. Would you like to give just a quick brief synopsis and then we'll start to kind of pick it apart? Because I also want to talk about how where you were when you first saw it and all that kind of thing. So just high level couple couple lines. What is this movie about? Uh, it's about uh, oh, what was his name? Uh, Bill Krushank, who's a criminal psychologist who. Uh, well, he ends up having a, a horrible car accident and he loses his arm. And uh, when he wakes up, he has a, a new arm which, uh, as we discover, uh, has recently belonged to a a wanted or, well, dead serial killer. Mm -hmm. And uh, things kind of take a nasty turn from there, if if that's not nasty enough for you. Yeah, and here's a clue. The movie's called Body Parts. Yeah. And it uh, was written and directed by Eric Redd, who wrote Near Dark, The Hitcher, mm -hmm. and... The movie that Peter and I last covered, Sans Daryl, which was Blue Steel. Yep. So he wrote Blue Steel as well for Catherine Bigelow, which is pretty awesome. So his movies tend to be mm, just a wee bit violent. So if that's not your cup of tea, then this movie (laughs) might not be. But that being said, uh, I I think, where were you? So I, I know the story, but just for anybody that doesn't, where were you when you first saw this movie? Peter? I was in, in your neck of the woods. I'm sorry. I was in. <laughs> no, that was, uh, that was a fun vacation. No, we were uh, in uh, 
uh, Fort Lauderdale. Uh, well, somewhere between Fort Lauderdale and Miami. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, there was a movie theater across from the hotel where we stayed. So uh, we being movie freaks, we watched uh, a bunch of movies that vacation and ate a shitload of, uh, of good food and and other stuff, of course. <laughs> well, we didn't eat other stuff. That sounded gross. Oh, you know, to each his but own, fitting. my friend. You, you, yeah, know, you well, know what I say, to each his own. Yeah, well, it's fitting because we're talking about body parts. <laughs> yeah, that is true. <laughs> no, I was in, I was in, uh, on your side of the pond. So, uh, when I watched this for the first time. And this movie, you know what? I didn't think I caught when it came out. Like, what was the actual release date in, in the States? Okay, so this was August. So this had just been out because you came, you said it was late August of 91 that you were here. So, mm. so this had been out for a, a little while when you were here. So, yeah, yeah you were probably desperately wanting to watch it just so you could get out of the humidity and heat. Uh, well, yeah, I'm not sure if this was the... There was one day that was uh, cloudy and overcast, and we caught four movies in a row. Do you remember what they so, were? It was uh, this one? I, I think you told me Point Break, right? This one? Yeah, we've seen Point Break. Oh, God, well, we watched uh, T2. Uh, not, not that date, though. Okay. Uh, Point Break. Oh, shit, we saw a lot of movies. I think we saw 10, 15 movies that... Uh, that vacation site okay. I, I don't remember oh hey, wait a minute there was one oh mystery date right uh, oh with, with ethan uh, hawk yeah yeah we saw that one too okay, okay. Yeah, i forgot about that like <laughs> i can't imagine <laughs> why so <No. laughs> it's it's funny how that happens i remember seeing a triple feature at our drive driving that's no longer there we actually still have a couple in my area that are still around and i remember seeing a triple feature unlawful entry was one of them and then I honestly don't remember what the other two were. And it's one of those. I, and I would love to remember because I'm sure as soon as I do, like, oh, yeah, that's right. And all the yeah. memories come flooding in. But if for some reason, I only remember seeing unlawful entry on that oh. particular visit. <laughs> but I digress. So, yeah. So body parts, for those that don't know, just high level going through some of the, the people involved, was directed, as I said, and written by Eric Red, who did probably two of my favorite horror thriller type movies from the 80s which is uh, The Hitcher with C. Thomas Howell and Rutger Hauer and mm-hmm. Near Dark the Catherine Bigelow vampire movie I think we've discussed yep. my opinion purely but I think best vampire movie ever well you know just the side of Twilight and <laughs> why do you I, have to mention I know, that one I know I'm sorry so yes the, bad boy I, I know I well you know I, don't don't <laughs> judge me if I actually I've never seen them or read the books or anything so I'm, I'm proud to say that's good well, oh, he, he did. Uh, uh, he well, he directed a, a, a movie we've briefly chatted about, uh, um, Bad Moon, the werewolf yes, movie. Yes, the werewolf with, movie. Uh, Michael Perry. Yeah. Yes, yes. So, as you mentioned, Jeff Fahey plays the psychologist Bill, yeah. and he's in this car accident. And it's just out of nowhere. They establish just him, just very simple yeah. life, and uh, and everything's going on fine. And then he's in this accident, and that was a very it's pretty horrific. It is. It really. It's very quick, yeah. but it looks very yeah. real. <laughs> yeah, I know. It, it kind of. Yeah. <laughs> and there was a deleted scene I found on YouTube, and I meant to send it to you before we started. I apologize for that. Uh, uh, no problem. And I, I, maybe halfway through this, I'll find it and, and send it to you. But it's a deleted scene of that. Uh, the aftermath. Oh. Okay. And. Yup. It's it's pretty it, it as bad as that seemed. It, it was worse. It, it's probably the. Oh, wow. I'm assuming they had to pull it to, so they didn't get the uh, NC-17 or or the dreaded X. So oh, okay. 
But yeah, if I if I don't uh, if I don't get that to you here before we're done, I'll. I'll, I'll, uh, oh, uh, I will find it. Yeah, well, I've tried. Pretty much, go to YouTube and put in body parts and deleted scenes. There's actually two because a little later on, when they're operating on him, uh, there's there's more to that as well. A lot of a lot more blood involved. Oh, so, okay. And so Jeff Fahey, who I knew prior to body parts, because I think Lawnmower Man came out before body parts. Maybe the uh, year. No, actually, you know what came out the year after. I'm sorry. So I guess I must. Yes, it came out ninety two. Oh, okay. But I re- here's the thing. I remember, I've mentioned this before, I was a huge Fangoria fan, and I remember reading about body parts mm-hmm. in Fangoria and Lawnmower Man. And in that early 90s period, I feel as if there were these little mini, um, I don't call them renaissance, but little mini crescendos, the zeitgeist sort of peaked for Stephen King, right? The early 80s, where you had Christine... Cujo, Firestarter, you know, all these movies came out. The some of the biggest novels that he did came out at that time, right? And then I'm not saying he didn't have you know success throughout the mid to late '80s because he did. But I feel yeah. like as far as especially as far as movies went, there was just a lot more going on then. And then in the early '90s, we got the the It miniseries, and we got you know Lawnmower Man. I'm not saying I'm yeah. not saying which ones were good or bad or whatever, but uh, Misery came out. Um, uh, Graveyard shift. I'm just coming. Ooh, yep. I'm just yep. trying to pull these out of my hat here. But, that ties into this one too. Yeah. So so ultimately, there were several movies that came out at once, and I remember it just seemed that there was almost this little uh, mini. Uh, again, the one where that's coming to mind is Renaissance, but I know that's probably not the correct way to use it. <laughs> so it just seemed <laughs> it's a, res- a resurgence. I think that's the word I was searching for. A resurgence oh, okay. in doing movies based on his properties and then again a little bit of a downward slide and then you know we might have a you know you might go through a few more uh, in the late 90s with a lot of miniseries too you know the stand came yeah, out yeah, and all yeah. that so and uh, uh what was that the the the, perf- the, the storm one. oh uh, storm of the century that's a really good that's yeah, it's really yeah, good I like that one yeah it's really yeah. great and that was a, an original screenplay too that's one of the few that yeah, isn't yeah. based on one of his uh short stories or novels so no, no, no. That was an original. Yeah, it's so, really, it's really good. So, it, yeah, it is. ultimately, this I remember this that being a big deal, right? And then, of course, Tales from the Crypt was out. It was a really, in my opinion, I know a lot of people think the early nineties, oh, it was crap for horror, but I have a nostalgia for it. Call it C and D, call it whatever. I do. Yeah. So, I remember Fahey, like I connected him very much to the genre because of Body Parts and Lawnmower Man. Yeah, he's been he's been in a lot of stuff, but it's like you never. It, as I was going through his uh, filmography, it's like, oh, okay, I've heard of that. I don't know I've seen it. Mm-hmm. Oh, I've heard of that one, too. I'm not sure I've seen it. So ultimately, I, uh, he's done a lot of stuff I've heard about, but I've never seen it. Sure, sure. And, so, uh, and he was on two shows that are two of my favorite shows ever, which is one was Lost. He played yeah. Frank Lapidus in that. And then he was on the show Justified, which I think this is the last oh, season yeah, of it. Right, yeah. 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 So, uh, you know, he's a, I think he's a great actor. I, he reminds me a little bit of Ray Liotta, and it's obviously the eyes, I'm assuming, is probably yeah. what triggers that. Yeah, but Jeff Fahey is a, a great actor. Yeah, so, uh, yeah, he is. I really, I really like him a lot. You know, so, you know which one was his screen debut? No. Silverado. Oh, very cool. Yeah, well, him and there's a ton of great actors in that one. Sure, so, uh, sure. Not sure. I'm not sure what, I haven't seen that in a long time. not sure why, if he had a big part in it, but... Uh, I have to check that one out again. And it also had, uh, back to body parts, it also had Lindsay Duncan. She plays Dr. Webb. Dr. Agatha Webb, yeah. yes. Ag- Agatha. Yeah, she, Agatha. Yeah, a lot of TV, a lot of romantic 
t- take pictures. Well, actually, actually, you know what? We when we talked in the streets of fire, when we talked about uh, uh, under the Tuscan sun. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, with Diane Lane. Yeah, she sent that one too. Mm-hmm. Kim Delaney. What? Kim Delaney played Fahey's wife. Is she related to Dana Delaney? I have no idea. I okay. never checked. I didn't. Yeah, I didn't check it. Hence my my asking. Uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Well, yeah. Duh. So, yeah, she, so she's in a uh, 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 Delta Force with Chuck Norris. Okay, and she's in uh, that was Ten This Is Now, which we uh, might get to mm. later. Maybe, maybe. Never know. And so she was also another Stephen King connection. She was in the miniseries Nightmares and Dreamscapes. Just she was anthology. Yep. I'm trying to, I ultimately, I, she, I recognized her, but it'd been so long since I'd seen this movie. It wasn't from this movie, but I couldn't place, she did an episode of tales from the crib. I'm just kind of going through her IMDb thing here, but I did nothing. I that, think she would, no, I think she did a, a, a shitload of NYPD blue. Maybe that. Yeah. But I didn't watch that yeah, show that much so. when I was, no, I, I, I saw, the, I, I never saw all of it, but I saw, but I'm not sure. I, May, but you know what? Now that you say that, I that's probably what I recognize her from. Yeah, because she was in, uh, she was, uh, it was like a couple of seasons, I think. Yeah, she was a pretty major character. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, at least that makes oh, okay. sense. Hello. Well, yeah. uh, and then I, I, I'm not, I'm going to skip past one person because for the obvious, you'll, you'll know why as soon as I come back to him. Um, okay. Uh, John Walsh, uh, not the America's Most Wanted guy, <laughs> is, uh, no. yeah, is, uh, plays Charlie Fletcher, the person donating. One, one would argue probably not voluntarily his oh, limbs no. to said experiment. Yeah. And so just, just as a quick overview, cause I, and I think it's pretty obvious that the, the whole idea is, okay, serial, like you said, serial killer, Yep. they take his body parts, they, they give an arm to Bill. Well, as it turns out, they also used his head and his legs and his other arm. Yeah. So a, Decent portion of the movie, and this is the part I completely forgot about, is Dr. Bill going on a bit of a detective hunt to find the other donor recipients to yeah. see if they're having similar problems. Because he's getting these really disturbing visions, and his his hand will do things. And I love the way all the stuff with his arm, you could almost argue it was just some sort of weird muscle reaction like when he hits his kid right he gets hurt it's not like yeah, he just yeah, beats yeah. his kid for no reason his whole no 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 it's just it's a reaction yeah. thing the kid hurt yeah. him and he's sort of like and i mean i don't know if you ever done that accidentally to somebody you care about you never meant to hurt him but somebody accidentally hits you and you kind of turn real hard and you accidentally bump him or something you feel horrible like i yeah. could almost see that being what happened there even though it was more intentional than that yeah yeah so yeah, that's I what i liked yeah. is that they really didn't overplay the like as he now there is one part without giving anything major away where the of course granted i always think should i bother giving spoiler alerts when you and i do these shows because i like i go out of my way to then not want to spoil (laughs) so but there's a part where his hand in the middle of the night does somewhat move Uh by itself to do something and that's creepy as hell it looks really otherworldly or alien almost yeah it's disturbing as hell it if is, we're talking it, about the same scene. Yes, yeah, I think we are. So, yeah. and that's the other thing I wanted to touch upon. Knowing, and I realize this is just me, it's probably like an OCD thing. Right. Knowing that you have, and I'm thinking this more for the wife's perspective than the husband's, but knowing that you, especially once you know it's a killer's hand, but ultimately knowing you have just some other person's hand. Yeah. When you go to have those intimate moments, you go know what I'm saying? Like, uh. 
you yeah, feel weird, it, or better yet, when you're. I'm not going to go too graphically into the concept of being intimate with oneself, but I'm just. You get where I'm going uh, with this whole thing, like. Yeah, uh, yeah. It would creep me out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's like you have a well. It's kind of like a swinger party. <laughs> yeah, yeah, hey, hon. <laughs> I brought my friend's hand. Yeah. yeah. Hey, look, look what it can do. Say mm-hmm. hi to it. No, yeah. it's, it's yeah, and even that scene, that intimate scene between him and his wife, it feels, uh, I don't know, icky to yeah. use a weird term. Yes, yes, it does. And and so ultimately, he does find, as we said, these other uh, donor recipients and yep. John Walsh is the actor who played Charlie Fletcher the serial killer now what I like is even though they don't say and one thing I like about Eric Red's writing is that he tends to not over explain things a case in point would be the hitcher right we don't know this guy is a complete no. cipher right you don't know who he is where he comes from what his motivations are he just is yeah, I know. You know, and it, that made him, to me personally, that makes it way more disturbing than trying to ex- over-explain his backstory. In this, what I loved, and I and I was really paying attention to see this, was when, the, the after the accident, the wife is sitting in the waiting room and the doctor comes out to get her to sign off a waiver to do this experimental operation. Yeah. And she, <clears throat> she was reluctant at first, but she agrees to do it. And I like how they set that up because... Under those circumstances, you wouldn't have a lot of time to think, and you're all emotional, so you're going to make these choices. But I love that you pay really close attention, almost in just out of focus in the background, you see about eight armed cops with, like, shotguns. Yeah, they just kind of pass. Yeah, they just pass by them as they're talking. Yeah. And yep. and you don't really think of it. You're like, oh, that's kind of strange. Why would hmm. that be going on in a hospital? It's very subtle, I thought. And then as it turns out, they are in the operating room standing over the serial killer charlie fletcher well yeah. what's interesting about that to she, charlie fletcher was supposedly killed in the death penalty right they put him to death for his crimes killed 20 people as it turns out yeah cops and, and other people he was a, a bad person yeah very very bad dude so yeah. here, here's what's interesting peter did you assume what i assumed which was he wasn't dead uh, yeah, it kind of, since they're all in there, it's like, uh, yeah, it's it's a very weird scene where they're standing over him and then she cuts uh, his head off. Yeah, that's the first thing. And it's not actually, it's not as graphic as you'd think it would be. She uses a bone no, no, saw no. and it's kind of off no, camera. But you, yeah, but you still, it's... it's Yo, you know, it's, yeah. Uh, yeah, you know. And you kind of get these uh, uh, out of focus uh, because we kind of see it from uh, uh, Jeff Fahey's mm-hmm. character. Yeah, he's watching. Like, they haven't even put him under completely, yeah. yeah. No, so he's and and they all leave when when they take the head out. That's what I thought was interesting. Though they didn't stop there. They were no. they're in that sort of ready to go after him stance up until the moment she literally pulls it off, yeah. and then then you can see them relax and they just file out. Yeah, and they follow the head basically. Yeah, so that to me was a really awesome way to, without any words at all, establish just how dangerous this guy is. <laughs> Uh-huh. <laughs> that the yeah. police are like, we're going to have like eight of us armed in the operating room with this guy who's obviously unconscious until yeah. his head is not just sawed partway off. You think the second uh, that saw goes oh, into it. No, no, no. They're, they're, they're for the duration, so to speak. Well, and then you'd also have to get into the ethical and moral implications of the fact that they just stood there. And because and, even though obviously a lot of states in the United States 
still have capital punishment. There is the idea yeah. of cruel and unusual yeah. punishment, and sawing one's head off with a bone saw, I'm going to say probably qualifies. Yeah, I never heard of that before. Pretty sure that's considered cruel and unusual. I'm just going to <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I, but I digress. So it's but it's the whole concept is horrifying. And yeah. I remember watching this movie as a kid and I it's strange. I remember going to it. I remember being excited. I'm sure I saw it opening weekend, just like Leprechaun. Don't judge me. And I remember not getting it. Like that's my sense of this. Like I don't remember getting it. Now this time I feel like I got it a lot more. So yeah. I don't know what it was. It was just because this is actually this movie deals with a lot of interesting existential philosophical questions. Yeah, it actually it does. And and there's one part in particular uh, later on that we'll get into where they discuss where does evil live. And I get I guess what I'm getting at is maybe it like because this was 91 so I was 15ish when this came out. May 15 going on 16 whatever and I guess I just didn't get a lot of what it was about. I was probably wanting to see it more for the effects and, and things like that. So yeah, probably. Uh, but I, I think now coming back to it as an adult, I appreciated those elements a lot more, but uh, just to kind of wrap up with the cast and crew that I thought kind of jumped out at me, Paul Ben Victor. Yeah, I know he's very recognizable in... and I couldn't yeah. place him. He's definitely one of those guy who was in that thing. Yeah. True romance, Metro. Maybe Doom that's Bone. what it was. I love true romance. Maybe that's what I'm thinking yeah. of, of. That's a good movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's kind of, he's a, uh, he's good in this one. He's, I mean, he's only in, uh, I don't know, two, three scenes. Yeah. Shorts. The opening, the and opening he, scene. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he chews up the scenery. He's, uh, he's great in this one. He's a, he's a psycho. Yeah. Well, it's great because it's wonderful that they use him to establish he's a killer on death row and he's, yeah. I guess, a, killed someone else in prison. Oh, you know, he was in there. Yeah. That's right. He was in there for murdering, be, uh, abusing and murdering his girlfriend, right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And then he killed uh, an inmate. An inmate. His his cell. Yeah. His cell. Uh, yeah. So, and they brought Fahey's character in as a psychologist, criminal psychologist to talk with him. And, and it's a great dichotomy. You, uh, there's this great juxtaposition of Fahey is the uh, staid academic, detached, emotionally professional, right? And this guy's all rage and emotion and then as things transpire and once Fahey comes back uh, after his operation and he's got his yeah. his new arm he's new starting arm, yeah. he's starting to change and, and it's interesting that when he sits down with this guy this guy's the first one he seems to pick up and it's all it's i almost thought of it think thought of it in the sense of uh like attracts like that you know, it takes one to know one that at one point he goes, what kind of demons are eating you doc or something yeah, like that? Yeah. Like he knew that there was something else going on. And then, yeah. There's something going on. And then he sees the tattoo on his wrist. Yeah. Cause they, he when they go to shake, he, yeah. He, uh, Faye, he tells him, you're gonna have to trust me or whatever. And they shake hands and he yeah. flips his arm over. Cause they, but well, what it is, I think actually Faye, he sees the tattoo on uh, the, uh, the killer played by Paul yeah, Victor's wrist. Yeah, and then, he, yeah, exactly. and then he rotates it over and yeah. he's got the exact same one on his new arm. And so that's yeah. when he starts putting two and two together. And what I love is the scene that follows that up. Of course, I thought it was interesting that the guy on death row completely flipped. He's like, uh-uh. <laughs> <I don't... laughs> yeah, not talking to you anymore. Yeah, yeah who are you? You, to... only get those, you only get those tattoos on, on death row. So uh, yeah. who the hell are you all of a sudden? <laughs> yeah, exactly. So yeah. I thought it was interesting. He didn't see a kindred spirit at that point. It just freaked him out. So I love that Faye's character goes almost immediately to check his fingerprints. Yeah, because that's smart. Like, how many of these movies yeah. does character just do dumb things? Like, 
go check the fingerprints if you want to know whose yeah, arm it was. But they, yeah, did, they, exactly. they addressed that almost immediately. And that was brilliant. And then it's a great moment of him. So, you know, you know, I just want to check the fingerprint. And the guy kind of gives him a hard time because he knows. He's like, oh, well, you think you're, you got some unpaid parking tickets or something. And then he, yeah, it's, then, and they just, this list comes up. Yeah, murder, just, larceny, it, murder, yeah. assault. It just keep, it, yeah, it just keeps going after. <laughs> Holy shit. Yeah, yes, it's great. So, it, needless to say, Fahey is disturbed. He uh, goes, yeah. He goes back to the doc and says, hey, doc. Um, what's going on? Yeah, I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> yeah, and that's that was that intro that I played. She she essentially tells him that his pain, his desire, his discomfort, his desire to be out of the situation does not trump the benefits of the experiment. And you could put a gun to her head, and she would not change it. She's it's very much a Frank Doctor Frankenstein moment to me. Yeah, I was thinking that Doctor Frankenstein and Doctor Mangala, you know, from the, oh yeah. The, yeah, because it's weird experience. I mean, you get the you get the feeling that she's a really, really brilliant, but she's out of her fucking mind. Yeah, well, and I love. Basically. Yeah, and and I love too that much like Doctor Frankenstein, she's doing it for some loftier purpose, and she yeah. thinks she's right, and and because the bad guy never thinks so. The bad guy, right? Huh. So it, it, yeah, it's just she's she's. Yeah, I don't know how to put it. She, there's a really, really disturbing and creepy vibe coming from her because nothing, well, in her mind, nothing can stand in the way for uh, of this experiment. Yes, it's you basically never, you, you, the science yeah. trumps all ethical, moral, and philosophical yeah. argument. It's it's the Ian Malcolm thing, right? Spend so much time thinking you could, you didn't stop to ask if you should. No, oh, exactly. This you shouldn't really do this. <laughs> yeah, this this movie proves. Although I guess you could then get into the interesting side note, which is these types of things are starting to happen now. Yeah, I know. And if if uh, yeah, yeah, and if well, ultimately, uh, where this movie goes in the end, it kind of he kind of benefits from it. Sure. Ultimately. After all the crap has gone down. Well, and I think it's it's interesting little side note to say that maybe the key is to have willing participants on both sides of the donor spectrum and uh, yeah. <laughs> to make sure that everybody's completely open and knowledgeable uh, to, to the idea that, oh, I'm not just getting any arm. I'm getting an arm that's directly responsible for the deaths of 20 plus people. Yeah. Like finding out. And I wanted to tie this in. Be finding out you got Jeffrey Dahmer's arm because that's an interesting trivia bit about this movie. This movie came out right at the time that that story broke about Mr. Dahmer and his house of horrors. Oh, uh, yeah, that's right. And I it completely did. forgot about that. But as soon as I read it, I was like, oh, that's right. Because it affected the ad campaign. The Was it Paramount that put this movie out? I didn't check to see. I think. Uh, hang on. I think I have it in my notes somewhere. But wait, wait. Well, while you're looking, ultimately, they. Yeah, Paramount. Okay. Paramount. okay. Yes. They pulled a lot of the ads from the Milwaukee, obviously, and you know that yeah, market that. because that was when the story broke of they had discovered Jeffrey Dahmer's house filled with all all the all of the title of this movie and yeah and so and I mean I I think that's the smart move I I, I you ultimately when you have a movie 
if something happens, that, that happens from time to time, right? Uh, you have a movie come out. Yeah, reality kind of uh, intrudes in on the way. art. Yeah. yeah. And, and you and yeah. you have to make that call of like, OK, do we, do we push this? Is it bad taste? And, you know, I think under circumstances when you're dealing with a lot of innocent victims and things like that, it, you got to be careful to not come across as like you're exploiting uh, and sensationalizing yeah. something just so your movie will do better. Um, sadly, reg- I don't know if it was because of that or just because this movie didn't connect with audiences. This movie didn't do very well at the box office. It had a $10 million no, budget and didn't even clear that. It got like $9 million and change as far as its overall gross. Now, I'm sure when you factor in VHS and rentals and things like that, it probably got it back. But it's still at the box office. That didn't do, it didn't do that well, I think. So they go. Fahey goes on this journey, this de- this detective outing to find all the other donors, and this is where I'm going to bring up the last uh, actor involved. There's a couple different people. One guy got Fletcher's legs, and I don't have the actor's name in front of me, but uh, that was uh, Peter Mernick, I think. Okay, his name is. I didn't uh, recognize is. him from anything. Did you recognize him? Uh, well, I've seen. Uh, hard, he was in Hard Rain, you know that. Uh, oh, with, uh, the Christian Slater. Slater and, oh, I remember that yeah. movie. Yeah, yeah. I'm not sure what part he played, but he was in it, and he's been in one from 1990 with Malcolm McDowell. I've seen that was called Disturbed, which was pretty good. I'm not mm. sure what the hell what, what part he played in that one either. Okay. It was a uh, set in a mental institution. Okay. It was pretty good. Okay, but uh, other than that, nah. yeah. Now he didn't re- I didn't recognize him at all. Uh, well, the other person, so he, his character is a guy who, I don't know that we ever get a lot of backstory in him. I think he said his legs, he lost them because they've been crushed in some yeah. job-related accident, maybe? Yeah, 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 I think so. Like you worked he, in a he, warehouse yeah, or about, something? and Yeah, something like that. Because he, he talks to him after the, uh, well, his legs kind of almost gets him in a car accident. Yes. So, so they kind of talk. I think it's, it's some job-related thing, I think, yeah. Well, the other donor, it uh-huh. turns out, is a painter. And this is the guy who got the other arm. And yeah. ladies and gentlemen. Well, favorite actress. Oh, he's so great. Brad, <laughs> don't call me Chucky Dorif. Yeah. Dude, he's so great. I, I, I would love to meet him. First off, I don't know that I've ever seen this guy in something where he didn't just chill me. Even when he's not a bad guy. He's not a bad guy in this. No, he's just... He's intense. That's a good word. And and it's yeah, very okay. That's the thing. He's so intense. His eyes are so intense. And yeah. there's this. It's interesting to note. He's also the only one who doesn't seem to have any negative side effects. It's almost like because he was he was an artist prior to getting the arm. He got the yeah. arm. And prior to that, as you put it, he was a hack. He was a guy that... <laughs> yeah, he put out a, a landscapes and crap. Yeah, well, basically. yeah, the, which I mean, I, I guess it goes back to, he did a better job than I could. I don't have the painting skill well, yeah. there. The, yeah. Therefore, I, I, I understand as an artist, he wants to be championed by the critics and whatnot. But ultimately, I guess it was that his stuff was selling to hotel chains and things like that. So yeah. it, it wasn't yeah. high art. And yeah. now yeah. he's having these visions and painting these really ultimately disturbing uh i'm looking at you kevin spencer paintings and (laughs) and uh and and the key is we have to now get kevin doing what he was doing because apparently he was selling them for like a quarter of a million bucks a pop yeah so yeah and and as it turns out those uh images are kind of what uh jeff Faye's mm -hmm. character is is, uh, having nightmares about and seeing in visions yes uh, 
But it's interesting but, uh, that as long as he was paying, it seemed like the whole painting process and using that arm to paint allowed him to keep whatever. I mean, we never get any information to insinuate that that arm is doing anything negative in his life, like it's trying to hurt him no, or anybody no. else. I think he kind of has a, a a release valve or something. It, yeah. it kind of works that way. Yeah. So uh, he's he, he's intense and uh, yeah, well. He's 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 very good in this one. Yes, like, and uh, when he comes first, when he first appears, uh, uh, Jeff Hayes, and he's like, "Ah, oh, and who are you? I'm the guy. Yeah, I have the the matching arm." Oh, so you want to arm wrestle or what? Oh, that was good. You think yeah. so? You arm wrestle or what? And it's great because his voice, he's one of those. It's interesting to me that he's an actor who you so know him. Obviously, the the thing most people would immediately know him from would be connected to the Child's Play movies from a horror fan perspective. Yeah, he's been yeah, in a lot but, of stuff, but. One flew over the cuckoo's nest. Yeah, and uh, there was a movie did. I think it was a John Huston movie, way back when, like back in the late seventies, early eighties. Which I know cuckoo's nest was even before that. Um, yeah, yeah. It started. I'm, I'm having to scroll through. I'm in the book because I don't remember. It starts with a W. Wise Blood. That was it. Nineteen seventy nine. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I think John Huston directed that. Might he, be. I don't have it. Uh, yeah, it's based on a Flannery O'Connor. He plays like this. Uh, Anyways, I, and you mentioned Graveyard Shift before. He, he's in that one, too. Yeah. Brad Dourif. That's yeah. right. That's right. Yeah, he play, he plays like this guy who becomes a, a preacher, and um, it, it's it's a very qu- kind of a quiet character study, Southern Gothic kind of movie. It's black and white. Uh, oh, the... the uh, Wise Blood. Yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, but Brad Dourif, I would say for me, like the thing I immediately would always know him from was Child's Play playing he's Chucky. So, but his voice yeah. is interesting because when he just talks normal, you can kind of hear the Chucky, but it's not like some people you hear and you're like, oh, that's so-and-so like it's almost distracting. But when he laughs and I don't, <laughs> sorry, I don't have it queued up at the moment, but there's a part where he is, they're in the bar and they're talking yeah. about where evil lives. Right. Yep. And yep he just does his laugh that <laughs> yeah 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 it's so right, chucky yeah, yeah it's like uh, uh, what is your arm telling you to do now drink yeah. or something yeah, like that yeah, yeah. Laugh. yeah it was great so that that back to so to that scene Fahey has them in a bar and they, they he's having a rough night let's just say and they're sitting Honestly. there the year yeah exactly so they're <laughs> they're sitting there together he and the other two donor recipients and they're talking and he's the most disturbed by what's been going on. And he's talking about where does evil live? He goes, does it live in the mind? Does it live yeah. in the soul? Does it live in, yeah, the, the, in, the, flesh. in the flesh? He goes, yeah. maybe it's in the skin. And it's an, it's, it's one of those interesting ideas that, because obviously you can get into the whole concept of people's different philosophical points of view and, and everything else of, of how they're going to answer that question. But yeah, that's because where, where the hell does evil live? Yeah, exactly. And I mean, some people might say, well, there's no such thing as evil. It's just uh, somebody's uh, you know, sick yeah. and blah, 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 blah. But I guess the key is you don't know that like you, you, you speculate that you assume that based on the evidence you have thus far, but mm. you don't. And I love that this movie asked the question. Where yeah. does it live? Yeah, and, you never really get an answer. Well, and it's and you don't. And I love that it's just sort of put out there. And this becomes an existential horror film as a result. Yeah. And that this idea that where's the responsibility? Is it could if it's in the flesh? 
is it something that the per- which you could get into is that like saying it's in your genetics is it's in your dna but if your dna is combined with someone else's and then it takes over how is that like how how would that be possible so <clears throat> the the fact that it asked the question i just found interesting and i like that it doesn't particularly answer it no no it doesn't because because uh, uh, the other two don't really they're kind of happy with it yeah, I love how I love how Zen surfer dude Brad Dorf is. He's like, hey, yeah. man, just relax, man, yeah, yeah, just chill. Just it's the like flow, the dude. Man. It's like Lebowski. I think the big Lebowski, yeah. the dude, is just, hey, man, it's all good. Yeah. Just enjoy your serial killer arm and move on with yeah. your life. Yeah, <laughs> go home to your wife and and kind of go with it. Yeah. So they, you know, there are other things that transpire, mm-hmm. but. I, I wanted to also ask you, did you notice who I actually just realized we haven't done like a, a hard and fast. Let's just talk about the actors and people behind the scenes and then talk about the movie. We sort of like did this weird combo thing, but we'll go with it. It's fine. It works. Yeah. Yep. So Frank Mancuso Jr. It was the producer of this thing. Does his name ring a bell to you? Yeah, uh, and of course, I didn't uh, look nah, anything up, but okay. yes, it did. Of course. The only reason it rang a bell to me. Is because he produced one of the classic slasher franchises of the '80s, or at least several several entries into said franchise, Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, yeah, he he, did. Yeah, yeah, he was. He started as an associate producer on part two, and he was a main producer in part three, four, five. Interestingly, at least according to Imdaba, not six. Which I'd be curious to know why. Now seven, he's uh, he's executive producer. And it says uncredited, so maybe he came back on like he was done after five, which I can't imagine why that would be, just because it's horrible. Um, <laughs> I think I can say without offending anybody, five is the worst. So yes, worse yeah. than Jason X, my opinion, but it is. Oh, so, I, uh, I, I kind of like. I, I kind of you know what? So do yeah. I. So everybody can kiss my grits yeah. on that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Oh, you know what? Uh, there's another tie-in to Friday the Thirteenth. Oh, I was looking. I, I was looking uh, through the Imdba. You know who was in? Uh, that uh, he was credited as a TV newscaster in Friday the Thirteenth Part Four. Charlie Fletcher, the guy who uh, no John kidding. Walsh who plays Charlie Fletcher. Yeah. Oh, that's cool. I mean, he he was primarily a stuntman. So, uh, so, so uh, I watched Part Four for the first time in years this last Friday yeah. the Thirteenth. I was listening to a horror movie podcast, Jason Piles and and and, and Dave Becker, yeah, that yeah, awesome crew, yeah, yeah. and Josh, and they just great stuff. They did this whole in depth. I mean, the just went through, yeah. it was awesome. So as they got into a couple, I was like, oh, yeah, you know, I need to watch a couple of these. I'm watching them in a long time. I hadn't seen four. four. Was actually three and four were the very first ones I ever saw. I was like twelve. I was spending that at my cousin's house. He had them on VHS, and yeah. and four disturbed the crap out of me. I like four. I. I was afraid to watch it because in my mind it was like the most gory, vile. Like it was the it was the most disturbing one. I don't know why, I, but I watched. it. I was like, after I'm like, this is actually a really good movie. Like it's even yeah, it, it quote, is. and I'm using yeah. quote figures. Even as far as you know, the Friday the Thirteenth go, I'm not going to make excuses for Friday the Thirteenth. I like them, yep. but uh, me too. But four was like it's a really effective little horror yeah, movie. So anyway, God, I digress. Through, through the hand, ouch. Oh yeah, we have yeah, with Crispin a- Glover. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> he was a TV newscaster, and I, I, That's I have great. to watch it again and look for it. Yeah, yeah. I have to go. So I bet you it's the scene in the morgue at the beginning because he the doc is watching a ah, yeah, TV. Yeah. Yep, probably. Yeah. Yep. So, so there's a there's a 
two times to Friday the 13th then. Yeah, excellent. He did not do part eight, Jason Dix Manhattan. I don't know why. I kind of like that one too. Don't judge me. So, yeah. <laughs> except for the for the ending, but oh, from oh yeah, yeah. Let's pretend that didn't happen. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah, so the and then the other person I did want to mention because I his name it was a very odd name to me because I it looked familiar, but uh, you probably have a much easier time pronouncing it than I. Is the composer. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, 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 son of a bitch. Is it, uh, it Loke? Because it's not Loki, right? L O K. That'd be like L O K E. It's L O E K. Yeah, it's, it's uh, D I K K E R. Is it Dicker? Yeah, Loke Dicker. Some, I don't know. It, it sounds uh, like he's from. Uh, he's from your Hall- neck of the woods. Yeah. I think even the, the cinematographer is from Holland. It's, the name looks Theo van der Sande. Oh, well, what's interesting, though, is I noticed that Mr. Dicker did The Fourth Man, which is an early Paul Verhoeven film before he. Oh, OK. Yeah, that's I a... looked him up. So, uh... yeah. And I liked because the reason why I looked it up is I just I liked the music. I liked. Yeah, I've written that. Uh, let's see. I have something here in my notes about the music. Yeah. Uh, and the credit sequences, both the start and the end. Uh, what I liked about yes. it is. It kind of reminded me of uh, old gothic horror movies, mm-hmm. like with the same kind of images. Yes, and exactly what I music. thought. Yeah. Yeah. So the music is really good in this one. It was really good. I really liked it yeah. a lot. So, uh, yeah, I never looked them up, though. So. But, you, but you're skipping one name. I am. Yeah, the detective, Sawchuck. I did. Yeah, I did skip him. Yeah. Thanks. I don't know how to pronounce that. Sex Mokay or something. If you say so. I have no idea. But he's been in a ton of good movies. I, yeah, yeah, he was, yeah, again, one of those guys that looks familiar, but I couldn't place him for anything. Uh, you know, the, I'm not sure where, what year it was. The Island, and not oh. the new one, but the old one with uh, Michael Caine. He was in that one. Oh, okay. Dry White Season with... Uh, uh, I've never heard of that. Damn it. No? no? Okay, that's a good movie. Uh, damn it. One of, the, one of the big actors of our time. Schwarzenegger. The God, I know the Godfather. Oh, son of a bitch. Oh, uh, Marlon Brando? Thank you. Okay. Uh, okay, Serpent and the Rainbow. Okay, yes. You see, okay. Yes. Craven, yep. Uh, out, outbreak, he was an outbreak, too. Oh, okay. Maybe so, the, no, you know but, what? Now that you say that, was you? I think he may have been one of the doctors... Yeah, I think so. Uh, when, yeah. when the when there's the initial outbreak of the disease, I want to say yeah. I because rem- I think I can visualize him in being in one of those hazmat suits that eventually Rene Russo and Dustin Hoffman are in. Yeah, I remember really liking that movie. Yeah, it's a good movie. That's he's, of- in a, in a, he's in a movie called Dust Devil too. Oh, you know is- what? That's in my queue. Uh, Richard Stanley, the guy who did Hardware, directed yeah. that, right? And the Island of Doctor Moreau that did not turn out the way I think it was intended. Speaking of Marlon Brando, the position yeah, that. Yeah. and uh, I dust devil, I think was uh, Richard Stanley's debut. And I always wanted to watch it. It's in my queue for whatever, actually the other night I almost did. And for some reason I started watching uh, the house on sorority row instead, cause I'd never seen that one. And I'm very familiar uh, with it, but I never seen it. And yeah, well, talking about dust devil, go to my uh, Facebook page on the DVD, uh, my DVD photos. You'll, yep. you'll see the special edition I have of it. Cool. I think it's so would you say it's, it's worth my time then? I, I haven't seen it in a long, long time, but I uh, I remember liking okay. it a lot. Okay. It's a it's a different 
different movie. Different horror movie. Gotcha. Okay. So, so, yeah. So, so he was in that as well. And yep. I, I guess, I guess the thing is that I actually want to. Do you do you have a movie pick this time? Did you have any? Because I don't. No, want... not really. Okay. Okay. Uh, there's. Uh, I mean, there's so many movies to to choose from. Sure. So, so. Sure. And we've mentioned other ones. Well, there is one movie I want to. Yeah. I want to briefly bring up here before we wrap up. Uh, but but before we do that, I guess let's just let's get this out of the way now, Peter. For you. Yeah. Is this worth remembering or forget it? Nah, just forget it. No, I'm, I'm not talking kidding. to you ever again. <laughs> nah, are you kidding me? I haven't seen this in a long time, and it, it was uh, uh, wow. I really I mean, like not, this it, movie. Like this yeah, movie was I mean, big time like, worth remembering to me. I was surprised. I like. I got. I got up and it was over, and I looked at my phone. I was like, that was really freaking good. Yeah, it is because it's it's not just uh, uh, it's uh, what uh, the whole discussion, the whole uh, the whole thought of where evil resides, and and uh, well, kind of why she does this. We never touched about that. What 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 she ultimately does, and what uh, what oh, happens yeah. later, because yeah, that's a pretty it's major spoiler. Oh, it is. It gets very disturbing. Let's just yeah. say uh, Charlie may want his he, he he is definitely wanting to get his toys back. Yeah, he's and, and go home. Like he he is yeah, not okay kind of with sharing. Let's just put it that way. So yeah, I mean, I, and and uh, talking about creepy, I just put down three were writhing body parts. Yeah, that, yeah, 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 they're writhing body parts. And yeah. I think it's interesting to know too that there. This is certainly not the only movie that's delved into this area. You had the oh. hand with Michael Caine, right? Yep. And I think Oliver yep. Stone did he direct that or did he just write? I think all he was connected to that. In some I, I think he. I think he directed it. Okay. I mean, it, it might be later on coming your way. You know that. Sure. Oh, oh, well, hey, hey. <laughs> oh, hey. Yes. So Peter, Peter's like, Peter's like my dealer. He's, he's awesome. Yeah, but, but in a, in a good drug. <laughs> oh, oh, totally. Yes. Yes. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Forgotten uh, flicks. Drugs. I yeah. I haven't seen the hand in a long time, but I, I, I remember it to be good. And yeah. I like Michael Caine. Oh so. yeah. Come on. It's Michael Caine. I mean, the, yeah. really the only I mean, thing well, in Jaws 4 besides Lance Guest that I can stomach uh, <laughs> uh yeah <laughs> he's kind of a uh, suave in that one. Oh yes 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 he's very mm -hmm. very suave so no, but, what i like about this movie is it's 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 what you say it's been done before it's a timeless story which is kind of why it's frankenstein still, it's frankenstein yeah, it, right yeah it is it's it holds up damn well yeah i mean yeah i was i'm glad we talked about this because uh damn yeah I was happy too. I was happy I was not going to come to the table going, oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry we had to do this one. No, yeah, this was I mean, definitely worth doing. Yeah, it's so much. It's the story, it's the actors, it's the music. Yeah. It's the, it's the cinematographer because it's shot really well too. Yeah, so, it, it, very much like what we talked about with Blue Steel. It has that yeah. late 80s, early 90s, almost lethal weapon. Yon, it's like the Yon de Bont look you know what I'm talking about like with yeah, die yeah. hard or lethal weapon like there's just a, or or any joel silver produced movie <laughs> from the 80s or 90s <laughs> yeah. just has that look you get the occasional lens flare not not to jj abrams levels no, 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 no. but it, you get it no. here and there it's okay uh and i like that i just like that kind of slick well-lit look for these these movies so i was happy we did this one because uh it's it's definitely worth remembering and if you haven't seen it or or if you haven't seen it in a long time you definitely did check that out it's gory it. though if you're a yeah. person who does not like gore you're yeah it gets yeah. pretty brutal in a couple parts now it's funny it didn't bother me like it's it's no, no. like if you watch walking dead or something this won't bother you but if you are not no, if you're somebody it, who can't take like past pg-13 gore you're not gonna like this 
No, but it's kind of like uh, I mean, it's it's it, it is kind of bad uh, in parts, but it's the, the way the the movie and the story is presented. It it kind of you don't. It's not like they delve too much on it. No. I mean, it's not like they they kind of. Uh, it was not. It didn't feel. No. It felt medical, but it didn't necessarily feel gratuitous. No, no. It's not like when what they did with the gun in uh, Blue Steel, where they kind of lingered on it in a sexual way. It's kind of. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's kind of just. It's it's there. You know, it's there. It's bad, but it's not. Uh, I mean, it's gory as hell, but it's yeah. not. It, it, I guess it makes not, sense. I mean, cause, I mean, when you yeah, consider what the movie's yeah, called, you consider what it's about. It makes sense that it's gory to the level it that makes it's gory. Total sense, yeah. Yes. So. so uh, yeah, it, it, uh, it it's a really great movie. Highly recommend if you've never seen it. Yep. If you haven't seen it in a long time, it was great because I have not seen this movie since 1991. Like, I think the last what? time I saw I may have rented it one time. Yeah, me it too. It, yeah, it, it was released in Sweden in 92 sometime. So I yeah. think that's the last time I saw it. So it's been a really long time. Yeah, which yeah, I love and that, though, because it's almost like seeing it for the first time. Yeah, it is, because you don't really remember. There are parts that I didn't remember because when I watched it in the theater and uh, – uh, back then, I, uh, there was one part where I have to where I had to leave because I had to piss like a racehorse. So <laughs> I love uh, that you actually remember <laughs> that you had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, because yeah, I, I was thinking, you know, when you really want to watch a movie and you're like, oh, oh, oh come yeah, on. You're, you're doing the, the then, seat dance or you're bouncing around. And... Yeah, and the dam kind of breaks, and you have to, you know what? I can I can't do this. So you just hurry out, and then you come back and think, you know what? I think I kind of missed something because there was there was actually a section that I didn't remember. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so yeah, I had to pee, and then I missed something of it, which is so parts of this movie uh, I have seen We're twice, br- and, and and some of them though I've only seen once. Gotcha. Yeah, no, it's definitely worth remembering. Highly recommended. But speaking of movies I've never seen, I didn't even mm-hmm. realize it existed until I was doing a little research for this one. And okay. as we spoke, I don't remember if we spoke about this on the actual podcast for Blue Steel or if we talked about it off off mic i don't remember which but it doesn't matter remember we talked about the idea of connecting the next yeah. movie to the previous one so unless you had one i think i've got one okay that would be pretty awesome let's hear it it's eric red's directorial debut now he did a couple short films this is his direct his feature directorial okay. debut he did it right before body parts okay it's called cohen and tate oh yeah, yeah you, you've seen this down. i think so yeah i've never even heard of it dude See, where the hell have I written that down? I thought for a second, I saw it popped up on you know, IMDb. If you like body parts, you might like blah, blah, blah. And yeah, it was Roy Scheider and Adam Baldwin. Yes. And they play yep. Hitman. And I'm not talking, and, and the whole premise, just to give everybody an idea, uh, this is the Imdaba one. A boy kidnapped by two mismatched hitmen puts them at each other's throats while being driven to their employers, possibly to be killed. And then it goes into some more stuff. So that's the gist of it, though. They kidnap this kid. The trailer, if you don't want to be spoiled, then don't watch the trailer because they do give away what happens early on and how they get the kid. But it, it's funny. On the paper, it sounds like, oh, is it going to be like this wacky comedy of errors? He takes the old grumpy hitman and turns him against the young one, turns the young one against the grumpy one, and ha, 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 shenanigans and wild, crazy things ensue. No, this looks brutal. Yeah, so, uh, it's it's... To be honest, I don't remember well anything about it. I, I think I have seen it, but wow, it's been so long. Yeah, eighty-eight uh, is the date on it. Yeah. So Cohen I mean, and Tate, you want to make that the next one, maybe? Uh, let me check availability. Uh, and, check uh, check uh, YouTube. <clears throat> hint hint. Okay. I'm pretty sure. Good man. Yes. Yes. 
And just, uh, I don't know if you have a, an extension on your browser to download, but I'll hook you up. No, I don't know why that, I'm acting that, like it needs to be real secret or anything, because we're recording this. I don't know, because, uh, no, no, that, uh, uh, that, that that will be fixed. Okay, so we will do Cohen and Tate. Yeah, because that looks like a really good movie. I, I have seen that one, and holy shit. Oh, I like doing these old ones. Yeah. Oh, that sounded... You like Not doing good. old ones. Hey, you know what? Again, I don't judge you, my friend. I don't judge you. But <laughs> what's cool about this, though, is Roy Scheider is just like, if you watch the trailer, he's just awful. Like, they're just, he's just cold. And it's like the yeah, anti-Brody. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, oh. but he was a good actor. Roy Scheider was a oh, really good great. actor. And the fact that it's a young, I always, Adam Baldwin's one of those actors that I know he's not related to the Baldwin brothers, but I just have to do that moment of like, is he? Oh, wait, no, no, he's not. But he seems younger to me than I think he actually is. Because this movie came out in 88, and he's an adult in it, and I think, even though I haven't watched all of Firefly yet, I know, geek heresy, uh, <laughs> but even though I haven't, well, I, you must. I know him from X-Files, because he was on X-Files, he played, I can't remember, at some point he ends up, I think he's a soldier that's like possessed by the black oil thing. Uh, I see yeah, him. that's right, yeah, yeah. So that was what I knew him from, and that's into oh, the yeah, 90s. And, and I mean, this, uh, talking about the X-Files, I mean, uh, uh, Body Parts is tied to X-Files too. How's that? Brad Dourif. Oh, that's right. Yeah, he was in one of the X-Files. He played, uh, I can't I can't believe I'm blanking on his name. Luther, Luther Lee Boggs, I think it was. He was, a, he was a serial killer. That's surprising. Yeah, he was, yeah. He was in Millennium, too, to tie it back to last time. I've so. never watched Millennium. You must. I I really want to. I've heard it was a really good show, yeah. Uh, it's a really dark show, so, uh, but, uh, but he, he played a, uh, uh, hold on to your seat now. He played a psychopath on that one, too. What? Next, you're going to tell me yeah. he was in Exorcist 3 as a psycho. Oh, wait. Oh, oh yeah. Oops. <laughs> so, Cohen and Tate, that'll be the next one. Cohen and Tate from 1988 will be the next uh, Forgotten Flicks Remembers when, when Peter and I do these little these little thriller covers. Yeah. So, Peter? That was do, a good cop. That's you, a good cop. Yeah, yeah. Do you, have, yeah. Uh, do you have any final words, any final statements, any, any final things to to add to this body parts episode before we uh, put our body well, parts away? Yeah, as I was driving home from work today, it was, uh, it's was it been a hot day, and I was sitting with my arm out of the, uh, uh, of the car window. I thought of this. Keep all limbs and body parts inside the vehicle at all times. Thanks for listening, and a special thanks to JV for providing all the fantastic music you heard in this episode. You can check out more from JV at YourSecretIdentity.com. And be sure to check out Daryl's other fantastic podcasts at taylornetworkofpodcasts.com. And don't forget to stop by ForgottenFlicks.com, where you can check out Peter's retro movie reviews, past podcast episodes, and more. And be sure to join us next time when Forgotten Flicks will be remembering another movie you grew up with. And where does evil, um, where does it live? Does it live in the, uh, soul in the mind maybe it lives in the heart maybe it lives in the flesh you gotta stop fighting it go with the flow don't be so stiff listen to what your arm's saying to you what's my arm saying right now it's saying have another drink old buddy <laughs> <laughs> Ha, 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 ha.